0: There's three things that's really good to ask about the teaching and learning. What should we keep doing because it's working well? What should we stop doing because it's just not getting us to where we wanted to do? And then what should we start? What are the suggestions? Keep, stop, start.
1: Welcome to Teach, Talk, Listen, Learn, a podcast featuring conversations all about teaching and learning from the University of Illinois Urbana Champaign. I'm Bob Dignan, and in every episode, I'll be joined by colleagues, faculty, and instructors from across our campus to talk teaching. Our episode today is well-timed for the upcoming semester. My colleague here at our center, Chelan Bolin, agreed to have a chat with me on a perennial and important topic, informal early feedback, or IEF. If you're listening before or at the start of a new semester, it's perfect timing to try and implement some of these great pointers from Chilan. Our faculty development team here is always excited to partner with faculty who want to implement strategies like IEF. Here's a secret, though, we recorded this episode several years ago, uh, before our campus began to transform our formal teaching evaluation systems, so mentions of ICES, or ISIS, might soon go the way of the dodo, but the principles of this episode will still carry forward. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so, chill on. Yeah. We're here in the studio.
0: Yes, we are.
1: So, you
0: know. And this is the first time I've been here in this studio.
1: You ha- oh, you haven't come up here yet.
0: Uh, well, I took a peek.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, so it doesn't rumble like it used to. No. So that's good. But this is a totally, you know, weird usage for it. Usually it's a video studio. We don't even have a camera
0: on No, we don't, but that's all right. We can try that for the next iteration. Yeah,
1: or maybe we should take a picture at some point of this moment.
0: Yes, yeah, so they can see how we spend our time together here. Exactly. Talking about the exciting things about teaching and learning.
1: Well, it is exciting. Even though I'm I like young because it's still early for me, I'm still like mentally, I'm here. Physically, if I'm not, if I, you call me out though.
0: I will call you out. And you know, I get my energy from looking at other people and oh, okay, I just, okay, okay. I may be brought to tears. No,
1: no, 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 no. I'll, I'll be a good sounding board. So, which is a great segue because we are going to talk about IEF.
0: Which stands for?
1: Informal early feedback. Yes. So um, we got to start off at what is that? Because I think I messed it up and called it informal early. I called it early informal
0: feedback. <laughs> you actually said it right the first right. time. Well,
1: but. It, <laughs> screwed up your line it there. Probably doesn't matter which one you say first, but somebody coined the term or whatever. Correct. And so, like, what even is it? in Yeah. And then uh, I want to talk about the nitty-gritties of it. Sure. To the deets. So what is early?
0: Well, early. I'm going to have to reel back early. before then. Why? Because on our campus, and, and like many other campuses, they have the formal student ratings. Oh, right, okay, where okay, we get okay. the feedback. And it comes at the end of the semester.
1: Okay, the students are giving feedback to the instructors.
0: Yeah, okay. and it's very formalized. A lot uh, of campuses have it. So what is and so on our campus at the University of Illinois, it's called ICES, not to be confused with anything else, but it's called I C E S. I C E S Instructor in a Course Evaluation System. I got to say the S for the system. And we have two forms we have both on paper and we also have it online. But that's for another podcast formal feedback. No, but you have to know why the IEF is so valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It distinguishes yeah. Okay. And so um when you hear the word evaluation, because that's the um part of the ICES ISIS, mm-hmm. what do you think of? Does it bring like joy to no, your heart? No, 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 no. It's
1: like a trial. It's
0: like Yeah, they a make it. Try. Right
1: how good my car is.
0: Okay, so if you don't use the evaluate, you can't use the, you know, same word to to, to define itself. Okay, okay. When you hear the word evaluation, what do you think?
1: Mm, yeah, I'm going to be put on the spot. Okay. Yeah, all eyes on me.
0: Well, okay. Be looked
1: up and down. okay? Yeah, like like uh, my wife evaluates my outfit, that
0: type of thing. Yeah, makes a judgment. Uh-huh. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, Bob, you're going to go out or you're going to go out like that. Right. So it's like and cool or not cool. Yes, yes or no.
1: Right. And to your point about judgment, there's going to be like a final kind of culmination of it. It's Correct. Not, it's not just like a flippant you know, thing. It's going to have like some sort of report or things like
0: that. And so that's what happens because the ISIS is the formal... Um, decision evaluation in many ways for academic units, though we should also say the ISIS is really good for formative assessment. So that's gonna, I'm gonna teach you another word. Okay, Okay. so when we think about assessment, is it an English word? Yeah, it's an English word. So when you talk about assessment Uh and we especially put the word formative assessment, what does that Mm. mean?
1: formative assessment? Well, I kind of know a little bit about it in that it's, you know, it's building. Oh, good. So the formative is like you're building on top of and so yeah. I would think you're assessing how you're building.
0: Sure. So you're, Perfect. You know, checking
1: in on how the building
0: is building. That's exactly right. And so do you know Latin?
1: I mean, enough to, uh, Okay, we
0: may have to look this like up. No. Yeah, so as assessment, this is what I heard, it's uh-huh. come from the word asetadera. No. So we have to check that pronunciation, okay? okay. okay. Uh, it means to sit beside. So instead of evaluation where it's a, some person is, or some entity is making a decision, assessment means we're sitting next to each other and we kind of figure out how we're doing, mm-hmm. right? And so going back again, ISIS, when you actually think that it's um, evaluation only, you can also use it for diagnostic purposes, mm-hmm. for assessment, where we sit next to each other. And that's part of my job here in the CITL, the Center for Innovation and in Teaching and Learning, is to kind of figure out what's happening so we can um, like determine what we should keep, what's working well for next time. Now, did I remind you, I told you when the ISIS occurs? the end. Yeah. So what happens is that it's good for the next time. And that's what happens with students sometimes is, yeah, I just made you a better instructor or a better course for the next iteration. And so that's kind of a... um,
1: I can relate to that as a former undergraduate student here, that at the end of the course, there's not a whole lot of motivation for me um, in that feedback process. That's right. It doesn't feel immediate. Because
0: it's not, so, yeah. So we do an? Informal early feedback. Bing, bing, that's exactly right. Meaning earlier than the end of the course. That's right. Mm -hmm. Usually around the fourth to the eighth week of class, we do that. And it's formal, meaning that you're not going to be filling out as. It's informal. informal. So that means when it's informal and it's an assessment for feedback, it's very tailored for you. Because in the ISIS, they have the campus core. That means these are the items we're going to choose. Rate the instructor, rate the course, if it's on paper, or how much have you learned if it's online. And then those are called Cs. You see them labeled Cs. And then there's Ds that the department chose. Got it. Okay. For the IEF, informal early feedback, it's all for you and for your course it's personalized it's individualized Mm -hmm. it's based on what you want to find out Mm.
1: so i'm guessing if it's a wild west if you can do whatever you want you've seen the gamut you've seen some good designs of that you've seen some ones that don't work so well so can we get into some of that or are are you thinking about that
0: that is because typically um, faculty might say well i just give them some open-ended questions like uh what's what's most positive what's most um negative i don't like the words positive and negative i really like the words that are more open-ended like what is it about me, the instructor, or the course that helps you to learn better? Mm. And then what suggestions would you give to help you learn better?
1: Mm.
0: And then the best question, which I learned from one of the faculty I was working with, is like, what could you do yourself uh, to learn better? Because it's a partnership, yeah, right? It's like triple dipping. Thing, <laughs> you're
1: like saying, you know, uh, that's a formative assessment for the student. Exactly. metacognition thing. I might be using that term wrong. But it's getting them to think about their involvement. Yeah, it's a
0: very self-reflection. But that's open-ended, okay? Mm-hmm. And open-ended is okay, but I think to have the numbers is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, typically when you there's, – there's a couple of things that I think that's overarching when you do the IEF. Okay, one is it needs to tap into teaching and learning. ISIS typically tap into teaching. What about me? What my organization? What about my grading? Am I clear? Do the exam questions match what you were taught? It's all about teaching. But we should also tap into the learning. How are you doing? What are you struggling in? Are you keeping up with the readings? Blah, blah, blah. So that purpose of it is to make quick adjustments. Now, when I'm talking about adjustments, so remember the topic focus on teaching and learning? Then there's three things that's really good to, to ask about the teaching and learning. What should we keep doing because it's working well? Mm. What should we stop doing because it's just not getting us to where we wanted to do? And then what should we start? What are suggestions that we should start doing now? Keep, stop, start. Keep stop. Regarding teaching and learning.
1: Right. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, but you talked a little bit about uh, numbers. You said the numbers are good, too. So Mm -hmm. how do you formulate questions about keep, stop, start that have some numbers associated with
0: them? So first thing you do, I mean, well, no, this is done in conjecture in together oh, okay. so make a list of things you want to know about oh, okay. okay and then you can also if you've taught here for a while or before you've got ices and so look at those ices items and and saying ah this is something and it's working well it's, it's successful here's something i want to know more about mm-hmm. so for instance like um explanation uh, the the instructor's explanations are clear, and and you get and it's a five point scale. Maybe you got a three. Well, why is that? Mm-hmm. So, tell me some reasons. If you only got if you got a three point five on it, what does that tell you? On um, which item? Yeah, like the instructor's explanations are clear. Yes, always to no never.
1: So I'm uh, um, in a high I got that on mm-hmm. uh, where it's a, maybe an average across a few semesters
0: or something. Yeah, like what is what do you what a do you get out start of exploring? Yeah, so it doesn't really tell you anything. Right. It just tells you yeah sort of kind of 3.4. Right. So what is the really good thing about it is that you could add in your informal early feedback that same item because you know that doesn't give you enough information. Mm-hmm. You yeah. say please explain. And so what are some reasons why you are not as clear as a 4.5? Right.
1: And I'm also thinking some students that might eventually report that would feel uh, would feel encouraged to get that out earlier so that they could get the help. That exactly. But at the end, they're sort of like, I was left in the dust and I didn't feel uh, you know, confident to say, I'm not understanding what's going on here. Yeah.
0: So this is one of the things that I've added on to an informal early feedback. I, I developed these specifically for each instructor that I work with. Right. And tailored. we, pardon? You said they're tailored to exactly. that instructor. Exactly. So when we class. say, please explain for the, whether the instructor is clear or not, what were some possible um, areas that they could bring out for the why may or may not be clear?
1: Hmm. Just, just off the cuff, what, yeah. what things might happen? Yeah. What could, um, it could be uh, like if they're using visual aids, that the mm-hmm. visual aids could use some refinement. Perfect. So maybe what they're saying isn't matching their slides. Exactly. Could happen where you're working on it off of an old slide deck and you've updated your verbal verbalization of the teaching, but they're trying to put the words together with what you're saying and it's not matching
0: What else what, what would explain <laughs> explain, explain. <laughs> what are some other reasons why the explanations are not as clear as they could be? Yeah, going too fast, or maybe the terms are too high, it's too Mm -hmm. theoretical. And and so depending on the reasons that the students provide makes the adjustments. If you go by numbers alone, it doesn't help you. You're sitting there. So you need to be like... um, uh, an investigator. It's like a mystery. Let's delve in deeper. What information do we have? Oh, this will this steer us this way. Those are good good hints of why we need to do this.
1: Right. Yeah, it's striking me almost like uh, a lot of folks teaching have a lot of research responsibilities. So it's like just take a little bit of what you know there and how to investigate some of these items. That's right. Just apply a little bit over here to find out more and then you'll unlock more and more understanding of where are these numbers coming from or Why why are my students behaving this way? And it's even in a good sense, right? You said, like, what to keep
0: yep you exactly now are
1: reinforced you say, okay,
0: I keep this. Okay. so that's why it's so good to come and work with a, um a faculty development or t a TA developer in in your teaching center because they can help you explain things a little bit better, or these are some possibilities, and for us, we tie it with an observation, which is good because when we're sitting in class, we can see whether they're talking too fast right. or too theoretical, right, right. so that's another data point. Right. So what you can do then is hypothesize, make a list of areas that it's working well, what you want to get more information about. You can kind of um, match that with some of your ISIS items and say, oh yeah, that, that is something I want to know about. So things that you should always include is something regarding organization, regarding your explanation, regarding your grading. You, that is imperative because sometimes faculty do it too early and the students are happy. They're going, I'm doing well. And until they get the first real grade yeah. and they go, oh, man, this is not what I thought. And then, then so that's why we got to time it well so that the, the students have enough information about you as a teacher mm-hmm. in all aspects on yeah, it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've hit on what we should be thinking about. In this area, have you seen it be implemented poorly at all? Do, do you have any uh, caution against doing certain inter, uh, you know ways of implementing this?
0: Okay, so I'm going to step back. Can I go back to the items a little bit more because sure. I know we're going to do that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so one poorly way is like we're saying doing only open ended. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Another one is to be aware of those anchors that you choose. Do you know what I mean by anchors? Those are the two defining points at the end of a rating. So, for instance, like explanation with yes, always, no, never. Perhaps a better one would be what?
1: Um. Would you change
0: it to like a strongly agree, strongly disagree? For strongly agree, strongly disagree, exactly on there. So it makes a difference between whether it's frequency or the quality of it. Now, sometimes you don't don't always need a five-point scale. You just want to get to the nitty-gritty. So, for instance, um, should this class be more theoretical or it's just right or more practical real-world speed? is the is the um, am I talking too fast just right too slow you don't need mm. a 5 point
1: mm. on the speed could you go far out and be like is the class moving too fast slow or
0: exactly not just like how fast am i speaking Exa- so that's why that it's level? great because you can tailor the kind of questions that you want mm. if you think it's speed or whether it's moving through the content too f- too quickly or things like that mm. Mm. Hmm. Another thing that um, is really good that the IEF has because of the Please Explain, Mm -hmm. let's talk about, um, do you read the the assigned text before coming to class? Almost always, (laughs) sometimes. (laughs)
1: You're
0: not asking me. I am going to ask you this. (laughs) We're going to do an exercise. (laughs) Almost always, sometimes, Mm -hmm. almost never. Mm -hmm. What do students typically say? I would think they're on the scale of they almost never yeah they're really honest faculty wonder if they're not that students are honest Mm -hmm. and so if because i think
1: they're probably somewhere deep down in there their honesty is prompted by they would love to know why they should be reading that text before class and so if you're seeing the disconnect maybe you can address that and build that connection so that people feel i want to be well read well read up before class because we're going to use it it's going to propel me
0: okay so let's go back to the the question what would be some reasons because remember we always try to to put the rationale the explanations attached to that item mm. which is the advantage of having an ief because mm. isis the front part mm. is are all numbers mm. right so we target the explanation directly to the item almost never i don't read what are some possible reasons
1: doesn't matter if my grade.
0: Okay. I don't have to read it. It doesn't impact my grade. I'm not, okay. I'm not required. I'm not required. Not, I'm not Good. i not be
1: quizzed, anything like that. Another reason. The other elements of the course are so demanding that it's like, well, something's got to be squeezed out. Even if I, not you know, enough time. Not enough time. Like if I uh, wanted to. It okay.
0: And what would be another one? Am I taxing your brain? Yeah. Okay. So Let's, I
1: don't know. What, what are ones that you see?
0: Okay. Well, let's go back to the first one is I don't need to. Mm. Okay. And so what do I do with that information as an instructor? I think you have to
1: do some soul searching in your course and see was this truly needed to accomplish the objectives of your course. Bravo. Yeah. You're good.
0: Okay. What if it says I don't have enough time?
1: Then you need to look at the structure. Of what you're asking to do. And uh, I mean, I think sometimes you need to be honest with this is a rigorous course and you are going to be doing a lot in it. But keeping in mind, you're, if you want to achieve your objectives, you're not going to maybe achieve all of them if you're dragging students through kind of the chaos of it. Right. You need to structure it in a way that they understand how pieces build.
0: So to be realistic, you could say, even though I want you to read chapters one through two, best, just focus on. 15 to page 15 to page 20 in those sections in there. Right. And so you can see that having those, the qualitative comments following a quantitative item is so helpful because it helps you determine what are your steps to do afterwards.
1: Right. And that was actually something I was thinking about was uh, I would imagine you need to take some action after doing this in order to, you know, keep the trust going with your class that you, you know, solicited these responses, but then they don't notice any changes in the course afterwards
0: or... Exactly. Know,
1: feedback was never, you know, taken really seriously. Really
0: seriously. And right. so that's one of the things that when they do focus group with students is like, they ask, do they really read the ISIS? Do they make a difference? And students won't know because... They're not in the class afterwards. But these students would know, and they may think it might go into that other kind of file cabinet, or I guess it could be digital (laughs) on there. And so that is one of the things that we say is that if you're going to do an IEF, that means you will take it seriously, you will read it, and you will debrief. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like you come out – so some of the not-so – Helpful things that you should do with an IEF is to make a PowerPoint presentation. I've seen that. Here are the means means and standard deviations. No, no, no. Remember, it's informal, so we're having a conversation. You always say, thanks for your um, comments. I really like hearing about how we're doing. Use the word we. Mm -hmm. Here are a couple of things that's working well. You find that I'm approachable. Uh, that I can answer your questions in a a timely fashion. You gave me a couple of things to think about. And then that's where you address it. And a couple of things and positive comments out of it. But always refer back to that third one. That thing is, what can you do yourself Mm -hmm. to help you learn better? And I think you're right on target. Mm -hmm. Did you know that some of your um, peers are reading the book on um, before they come to class, but because they, they find this is helpful to understand the lecture better and things right. like that. Right. So don't forget to do that. You can do your your debriefing in about three minutes. Smile the whole time. Thank them, and then go on with your class. Nice. Yeah,
1: it's it's striking me as a, also a form of leadership in the classroom. Is you're you're leading them towards the place that you're all trying to get, and you're helping all of them see either how much they're having in common for how pockets are, you know, comparing against each other. Right. In a way that's nice and kind of equitable across everyone. They're all getting the same information. They were all, you know, had the opportunity to talk to you through
0: this. And that's why we say that we should tap both into the teaching and the learning mm-hmm. part. And we, and we find that also that if you do the IEF and you're responsive and you make um, the changes, you know what? No well I can't get, I can't promise that. Okay. maybe it will because you did your due diligence of doing that. Sure. But you, they know that their their voice voices were heard. Mm-hmm. So they will um perhaps sit there and take the time to complete the ISIS and also provide you with the qualitative feedback that's so important on the back.
1: So you've seen it like increases agency or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Um so you well, not thing. me,
0: but also they find that in the research oh, okay. that, that they've done that.
1: Okay. Um, you mentioned time frame, four to eight weeks.
0: Yeah, you've got to do it in time, not too early, not too late, because you got to make these adjustments. Yeah, and the last
1: uh, thing that I thought of is can you do a few iterations? Uh, not every week, but can you do two throughout 60 I would make a before?
0: modified one, maybe just on the one that – that you wanted most information about. Okay. Now, this has been a great way Whether I saw it in a class of about, what, four to 500 people. Oh. And so, first of all, to do paper, paper's good because they'll spend the time to do it, but who's gonna go through and go to the four or five papers? But if you have multiple discussion sections, mm. you can get just in time every week by saying discussion section one, will do it. Discussion section 2 we'll do it this week. Discussion section 3 would we'll do it. This week, and so every yeah yeah it's staggered but it's it's um, always going on every week so you can see these changes.
1: I love it. Um, Do you have anything else that you want to share on IEF?
0: Yeah, um, it's a good practice, but sometimes you can have too much of a good thing, and it morphs into something that's not quite in line with its original purpose. yeah so what happens is that if an academic unit says this is a great idea i want everyone to do it they form it it becomes a formal early feedback yeah Yeah. and then what happens is that i'll make it even easier for you by producing these items for you well that takes out the whole individualized tailored thing now even with the isis the faculty member has to give permission for the results to to be released to the unit. Mm -hmm. This is owned by the faculty. And so it goes to the faculty. The faculty doesn't leave the room. The faculty owns that um, information. The faculty looks at it and makes decisions. It is up to the faculty to share that information with the academic unit.
1: Mm -hmm. So when it starts morphing into policy... And if it's going to spread across multiple curriculums and across multiple, you know, uh, faculty and units, and it's going to be homogenized, that's where you start to, yeah, it's not. Well,
0: it defeats the purpose else. of that. This is an assessment. I'm sitting with my students. We're out the pulse of the course. Mm. It's between the faculty and the students. Is
1: there any... To that point about sitting with, is there any uh, benefit to the faculty person honestly going through from even their vantage point and trying to address the questions of what they feel like is worth keeping, stopping, and starting, sort of answering it themselves? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, because they need to, you mean to create the items? I'm
1: well, they create the items, but then they sit down and they, they go
0: through it oh, as
1: a self-reflective exercise. That would be
0: interesting to Not see how items. off they are. Well, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. What's well, yeah.
1: their own view of, of how the course
0: is going? But you know what? Um, let's go back to your other part about sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are one faculty among several sections of a course, I think that would be a great exercise, saying, mm-hmm. hey, the, the, the because they have to share – they need to move in lockstep because they give the exams at the same time right. to share that information like some of my students, the feedback I've gotten is that we're moving through too fast or they're having difficulty with this particular area. Are y'all also right. yeah, yeah, yeah. facing that? And so that having that conversation is great because I it's while I say you own that information, I think we should also open the classroom door right. so that... Um, it, because it's all for the benefit of the students, right?
1: Yeah, there's a spirit behind it, but there's also you. You, you need to understand kind of the, the your your rights, kind of right. That and not yeah, caught up in something. Yeah, cool. Is there anything else you want to add?
0: No, but it's I think it's a good thing, well, and you
1: see this going on a lot here on our campus, or would you I'd like to see more. of the what's your kind of bird's eye view of this?
0: Um, for faculty who taught the same course for a long time and are pretty successful in that course, they probably don't need to do an IEF because especially if they get the same kind of a student cohort, they probably know yeah. on there. But I think it's it's good practice for a first-time prep, something you've taught for a while, the the something about the curriculum has changed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on there. And then I was working with a new faculty member saying, is it okay to ask their opinions sometimes? that? I'm going, oh, they, this is something that they are used to seeing, mm-hmm. and they welcome it. Mm-hmm. It's just that how successful it is depends on how well you receive that feedback. Yeah. So I do get faculty come to me, and, and they say, can you go with, over this with me? Yeah. So I say, first of all, we take a deep breath. Experience like it's an out-of-body experience and, right. like, be a detective yeah, and yeah, figure yeah, this yeah. out together. Yeah.
1: I think that's a great encouragement to say, um, you know, it's worth exploring even if you think uh, if you think the students won't engage in it and it won't work out for those reasons because there are other factors involved. Uh, like you said, your response to it, your design of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of folks implicitly know this about research design. So it's kind of carrying that over into the classroom, right? Right. We need to think about it that line of increase here. Well, fun.
0: This is good. We need
1: a little uh, uh, informal early feedback about this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we'll send it out to some folks. I thought this was great.
0: Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you for sharing. We're going to do some more? I think so. I think so.
1: And thank you for listening. We've included some IEF resources in the description and you can always reach out to us through the show ttll at illinois.edu or my colleagues at our center directly. And since we're only a few episodes into this new podcasting thing, consider leaving us some informal early feedback. What should we start, stop, and keep? How's the length? Any topics you hope we cover in the future? Let's not formalize with a survey just yet. Just feel free to email the show. This podcast was produced by the Center for Innovation in Teaching and Learning at the University of Illinois. Episodes can be found on our website, citl.illinois.edu, and on major podcast platforms. We hope you'll find us there and join the conversation.